This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International and Eagle Saving Nations. Please check my website, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. I have with me apostolic leader Eric Hurd, sons of Issachar, out of Florida. Welcome, Eric. Always a pleasure to be here, Dr. Hansen. Thank you for having me. Well, you're welcome. It's it's good always having you. And uh, you know the situation as far as we're living in a world today, in a world even in America today, not not just the world, but America today, that has lost its direction. We're in this situation. We've talked about it many times because the church is so dysfunctional. The church is anemic. The church doesn't seem to know right, right from wrong anymore. The church, they suffer from a lack of knowledge, it seems, a lack of seriousness. They don't realize, half of the church doesn't even realize uh, that they should be supporting Israel. Instead, you have marches and demonstrations all through America supporting Hamas, a terrorist organization bent on uh, the destruction of Israel and America. But yet, all through America, these Palestinians that have migrated here are demonstrating also with teachers from the public schools and universities, once again, supporting them, just like they supported Black Lives Matter. Because, again, uh, we're living in a world today that America is a communist takeover right now. That's what they're trying to do, move us into the new world order. And the church is too pathetic, too dysfunctional, too ignorant to stop it. Well, the Lord talks about this in the last days that men will give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. In Revelation, it talks about returning back to your first love. And the importance of being filled with the fire from on high, the Holy Spirit, that will give you the boldness to speak against falsehood. And so we have a church that um, has a transition with the Lord. There was a time, Dr. Hansen, where, you know, the prosperity gospel was, I believe, was given to ministers so we could spread the gospel around the world. Because, as you know, to fight a war, you need finances. But I think that God has shifted from that. And so uh, people didn't realize that the revelation of Jesus Christ, we're living in that day even now. It's just amazing to see the players and all coming together, chessboard moving, and it's just really amazing to watch. But I know that we have the victory, and I know that we have to continue to occupy till he comes. We have to um, speak to the lions uh, and the eagles right now because the sheep, um, they don't have the capacity to really understand what the Lord is saying. But uh, we as the leaders right now, we really have to start pushing it more and more. I'm going to talk a little bit. We're talking about the dysfunctional church, and and uh, half of the church is dysfunctional as far as backing sins of abomination. We've talked about that before because uh, the Federal Council of Churches is over the National Council of Churches, the Geneva-based World Council of Churches, and that is what leads the mainline churches. It's a Marxist covering they're under. And that's why they back abortion, homosexuality. That's why they back Palestine, uh, the Palestinians, uh, which actually they're just Arabs from Jordan and Egypt. No such thing as the Palestinians uh, uh, until they created this thing. But Jordan and Egypt did not want them back because they wanted to let them be there and cause trouble because they want to wipe Israel off the face of the earth and America. And so 
this is what we're seeing today is is a church and the other half of the church, Pentecostals, Charismatics, etc. Even the statement of faith might be good, but they go to public schools and universities taught by these Marxists and Islamics. And they have adapted their same value system and they don't even know what's right, what's wrong, what's pagan, what's holy, like Halloween. We're talking about Halloween. And so uh, here, Tuesday night, Halloween. What do you think about that, Eric? What's an abomination and a lack of knowledge is destroying many people, especially in the spiritual realm, because parents are not aware and preachers are not preaching the truth. And I heard a teaching on Halloween a few days ago, and the guy went into some very deep things and things I didn't actually know about the actual ritual. Uh, And so it's just amazing um, that we are uh, allowing this. And in the media as well, people love horror movies. They not understand that you're allowing, if you dress uh, your child up as a wizard and as a witch, but then you're inviting these spirits into them, unbeknownst to the parents. Uh, and so we really have to be aware. The Bible says that be sober and vigilant because the adversary of the devil, he, he walks about seeking whom he may devour. So uh, it's lack of knowledge is taking a lot of people out. And so we have to still continue to cry loud and spare not. I'm going to read you uh, a little bit from my notes. Um, history traces Halloween back to the ancient religion of the Celtics. The Celtic people were very conscious of the spiritual world and had their own ideas of how they could gain access to it such as by helping their over 300 gods to defeat their enemies in battle or by imitating the gods and showing cleverness and cunning. Their two main feasts were Beltane at the beginning of summer, May 1, and Samhain at the end of summer, November 1. They believe Samhain was a time when the division between the two worlds became very thin when hostile supernatural forces were active and ghosts and spirits were free to wander as they wished. Now, the Celtic priests who carried out the rituals in the open air were called Druids, members of the pagan orders in Britain, Ireland, and Gaul, who generally performed their rituals by offering sacrifices, usually of animals, but sometimes of humans, in order to placate the gods, ensuring that the sun would return after the winter and frightening away evil spirits. To the Celtics, the bonfire represented the sun and was used to aid the druid in his fight with dark powers. The term bonfire comes from the words bonfire, literally meaning the bones of sacrificed animals, sometimes humans, were piled in a field with timber and set ablaze. All fires except those of the druids were extinguished on Samhain, and households were levied a fee to relight their holy fire, which burned at their altars. During the festival of Samhain, fires would be lit, which would burn all through the winter, and sacrifices would be offered to the gods on the fires. Again, sometimes humans. The practice of burning humans was stopped around 1600. An effigy was burned instead. Now, Samhain was a supreme night of demonic jubilation, Spirits of the dead would rise out of their graves and wander the countryside, trying to return to the homes where they formerly lived. Frightened villagers tried to appease these wandering spirits by offering them gifts of fruits and nuts. This is the origin of our present-day trick or treat. They began the tradition of placing plates of the finest foods and bits of treats 
that the household had to offer on their doorsteps as gifts to appease the hunger of the ghostly wanderers, if not placated. Villagers feared that the spirits would kill their flocks or destroy their property if they didn't placate them this way. Now, the problem was, if the souls of dead loved ones would return that night, so could anything else, human or not, nice or not so nice. The only thing the superstitious people knew to do to protect themselves on occasion was to masquerade as one of the demonic hordes and hopefully blend in unnoticed among them. Wearing masks and other disguises and blackening the face with soot were original ways of hiding oneself from the spirits of the dead who might be roaming around. This is the origin origin of Halloween masquerading as devils, imps, orgies, and other demonic creatures. Eric? This is amazing. This information has to get out to the mainstream pastors because these pastors are allowing an alternative to trick-or-treat or Halloween, which is compromised or compromising. And I know my wife was saying that in her office, uh, they would have different offices having a competition of who would have who would have the best costumes. I said, we don't compromise. You know, she said, well, you know, they're going to get upset with me. I said, let them get upset. Okay, we have to understand the spiritual symbology and reality of this pagan ritual. And these demons right now, I mean, even besides Halloween, they're coming out more than ever now today uh, in people because of, again, the media and all these horror movies that's going on Netflix, people just love to be scared, but they're opening up there through that fear, they're opening up portals to uh, be possessed and uh, influenced by the enemy. Numerous folk customs connected with the pagan observances for the dead have survived to the present. The various activities traditional to Halloween are mostly associated with the idea of obtaining good fortune and foretelling the future. The idea behind ducking, ducking, or bobbing for apples seems to have been snatching a bite from the apple enables the person to grasp good fortune. Samhain is a time for getting rid of weaknesses as pagans once slaughtered weak animals, which were unlikely to survive the winter. Now, I could go on and on where some bob for apples and they were bobbing for the skulls of the people they butchered. The skulls. This is what we're imitating. Well, that's why, you know, we, we, we're perishing. This is why we're, we're weak, because we've allowed these same pagan practices as the children of Israel did in the old times. And that's what God says, not to adapt their ways, their customs. And so um, under the guise of candy and sweets and chocolate, <laughs> we're, we're allowing these demons to just freely roam. And not only that, they, they need a home. They want a home. That's what they're looking for is a host home. Listen to this. The jack-o'-lantern is the festival light for Halloween and is the ancient symbol of a, a damned soul. Originally, the Irish would carve out tunips or beets as lanterns as representations of the souls of the dead or goblins freed from the dead. When the Irish immigrated to America, they could not find many turnips to carve into jack-o'-lanterns, but they did find a lot of pumpkins. Pumpkins seem to be a suitable substitute for the turnips, and pumpkins have been an essential part of Halloween celebrations ever since. Pumpkins were cut with faces representing demons 
and originally intended to frighten away evil spirits. It was said that if a demon or such were to enter something as fittish-looking as themselves, that they'd run away in terror, sparing the house-dwellers from the ravishes of dark entities. It goes on. They would have been carried around the village boundaries or left outside the home to burn through the night. That's these jack-o'-lanterns, these faces of demons to scare other demons away. Bats, owls, and other animals, also popular symbol of Halloween, were originally feared because people believed these creatures could communicate with the spirits of the dead. Black cats uh, has a religious origin as well. During the Middle Ages, it's believed that witches could turn themselves into black cats. Thus, when such a cat was seen, it was considered to be a witch in disguise. Eric? Well, this is Satan's world, and it's real. And I think people are realizing now more than ever, there's a clash coming between the goodness and, and darkness. Aleister Crowley uh, he was called the uh, wickedest man on earth, the beast. Anyway, he was saying that, as you were talking about sacrificing of humans, and this goes on today, where they require a child, a male child, to harness that energy from that child through sacrifice. So human sacrifice is no longer just chickens and animals now. They've gone full-fledged because if they're going to have the power that they desire to have, they have to violate the innocence. And this is what we're dealing with even right now with the exposure of human trafficking. So effigies, I believe that these things are actually real. You know, they do um, they do something at the Bohemian Grove. They, the owl statue there, they um, burn a, a human effigy there. Could be, it could be a real human. Who knows these days? Because they want more power. Satan knows his time is short. So he's trying to harness all the power he can, right, to defeat the Lord as he comes back. While you get into the totem poles of the Native Americans on the bottom of the totem pole before they put up the totem pole was the, the skull of a human being. And so um, I'll tell you what, we are involved in so many pagan holidays that Christians should not be dabbling in. I'm just going to read a little bit more. It says, witches and witchcraft are dominant themes of the holiday. Witches generally believe themselves to be followers of an ancient religion, which goes back far beyond Christianity, and which is properly called Wicca. Witches are generally just one side of a modern revival of paganism, the following of pre-Christian nature religions, the attempt to return to worshiping ancient Norse, Greek, or Celtic gods and goddesses. And the Apostle Paul said witchcraft is one of the acts of the sinful nature, and those who practice it will not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, Galatians 5, 16 through 21, as well as Revelation twenty two fifteen. 15. Halloween is, is filled with nothing. The costumes themselves, Eric, are demonic, demonic, and we think nothing of it. Actually, and then you have the perversion of men dressing up as... Uh women and women dressing up as men. It's amazing when you look at the uh, Christianity versus the uh, occult practices that have been going on for thousands of years. And they're still around today. They just have people with shirt and ties on and, and, and dresses on during the day, but witches at night. 
And so I used to think prior to really get into understanding spiritual warfare that there was a, you know, maybe a few witches covens in the forest, you know, they do their thing. But this is this is being done at high levels. Governments, banking, entertainment. Uh, there was one uh, in the entertainment industry, uh, primarily a guy was giving testimony of the music industry. And what they would do, they would take the music, the tracks of the music, and the guy had left the uh, he had left the corporation, came back. He said, you guys still doing the same thing with the music? He said, yeah, we put them in a uh, circle with a pentagram, and we have witches pray over. Not only that, Dr. Hansen, to affect the music, so whoever listening to the music opened themselves up to demonic influence and possession. There's a drink called, I think it's something, uh, Mega Death or Liquid Death. And actually, they have a witch praying over that drink that people are drinking for energy drinks, Dr. Hansen. I know. I know. I understand this. You know, the Bible is, is so clear all through the scriptures. You know, we could ask the question, should Christians adopt such practices? Well, Romans 12, 2, do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Can we borrow the pagan customs and superstitions of ancient peoples and Christianize them? You know, the Catholic Church tries to Christianize other religions. You know, the Bible says, test everything, hold on to the good, avoid every kind of evil, 1 Thessalonians 5, 21 and 22. So who can deny that virtually all of the symbols of Halloween are evil? Witches, monsters, ogres, vampires, ghosts, ghouls, goblins, devils, demons, all portray evil. Evil. What are we putting on a costume representing a demon? Again, the plight is still, Pastor, with uh, Dr. with the pastors, um, not knowing, not doing their homework. As pastors out there, and even fathers, it's our responsibility to be, to be protectors. And we need to do the research. And I told my children, we're not going to Halloween, and we're not giving candy out. We turn off our light. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, and we're not turning on our lights. We're not getting our candy. Okay, and you're not going to um, do to participate. So thank God that you know, in the Holy Spirit, thank God we have power over demonic forces. Uh, greater is He that sent us than He that's in the world. But this is the thing we deal with. We wonder why our nation is so weak today uh, because of um, this evil and wickedness on every level, every level. You know, there was a Dr. Hans, there was a, a Congress person and saying that they were going to go out and sacrifice a chicken to Molech. And this is in our White House. These are representatives practicing these occult rituals. Well, remember earlier I mentioned that uh, Sam Hain was a supreme knight of the demonic jubilation of spirits of the dead would rise out of their graves and wander the countryside, trying to return to the homes where they formerly lived. And frightened villagers tried to appease these wandering spirits by offering them gifts of fruits and nuts. This is the origin of the present-day trick or treat. So we're trying to give the demons a, a, a treat so they don't plague us, torment us, enter us. As children of God, thank the Lord. I really appreciate the Lord more and more as we see the days approaching of the authority he's given us. I was speaking with another bishop tonight at the church, and he was talking about how many people don't even understand spiritual warfare. But people are hungry. They know that something very strange is happening. 
And these rituals are going on, not just in Hall- on Halloween. That's just to get the masses involved, right? <laughs> a mass ritual. But they're doing this stuff every day. You know, they have these meetings and seances and rituals. You know, when we were growing up, I remember we used to do seances. And so we would go in somebody's garage. It, was, it would be all black. Everybody would hold hands. We would chant something. Thank God I forgot what it was. And everybody's holding hands. And when we say that chant, after the chant, someone got pinched. And we're like, we all holding hands. Who's doing this? So Ouija boards, all these things are just paganistic. And again, I feel that Halloween is just a, a time also to make money, but a time for a mass indoctrination, a mass ritual, even for the uh, new indoctrination of the children that's, that's growing up. Well, I've even read testimonies from uh, witches present and past that said they they don't understand how Christians are celebrating their holy day, their high day. I mean, they don't celebrate our holy days, but we celebrate theirs. You know, the sort of practices celebrated on Halloween are what defiled the ancient nations. Uh, Leviticus 18, 24 through 30. The Israelites were warned against such practices when they entered the promised land. Deuteronomy 18, 9. When thou art come into the land which the Lord your God gives you, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of these nations. This Halloween is what's celebrated in in the Druids, you know, the Celtics and uh, pagan practices and religions. And what in the world are we picking up their habits for? You know the Celtics. Well, they are they are have slowly eroded our righteousness as a nation. Uh, there was a quote out there saying that um, America is great because it's good, but if America ceases to be good, it will be it will cease to be great. And so, bringing over the Christian um, uh, worship and way of life, bless this nation. Uh, there's a book out called uh, by Jonathan Kahn, his latest one, "The Return of the Gods," and a very powerful book. And he was talking about these things, about the old pagan rituals they were doing. Uh, they would sacrifice children for uh, good luck for the year. And so, you know, these things are strange to us. No one ever taught us these things, that these things were happening even today. So we have to really wake up. I believe there's acceleration now with all social media programs like this that's preaching the truth that people can wake up and receive and, and turn away from their wicked ways. Yeah, all through the Bible, they, they sacrifice the other religions people and children to the gods to appease them. You know, is Halloween just another innocent holiday that doesn't harm anyone? Is it really just childish fun? Should the church be compromised by accommodating itself to the culture? Vandalism and wanton disregard for the property of others is common on Halloween night. Even normally well-behaved children are driven by unseen forces to destructive behavior. Police officials everywhere report a great increase in such activities on Halloween. Worse yet are the horrifying accounts of poison candy and fruits booby-trapped with razors and needles. Such threats are so real that many hospitals offer x-rays of Halloween treats in order to prevent children from being harmed. Who but Satan could inspire such actions? Eric? Yes, well, it's our responsibilities as parents, most of all, and I speak to all the parents out there and grandparents to protect the children. They don't know. And um, you are the leader of your house. You let them know 
Yeah, I understand that they're doing a school. Take them kids out of school for that day. If they're even in public school, I don't even recommend they, they be in public schools. They need to be homeschooled with all the craziness going on today. We have to become more educated as Christians. And this is why the enemy has gained ground. And this is why the, the church at large uh, and the organization are very weak because we don't have the information to teach. And right now with all the internet and everything, there's no excuse for not knowing the truth. When America and the world celebrates the festival of Samhain, Halloween, the powers of darkness by masquerading as evil creatures are decorating our homes, schools, businesses, and churches with occult symbols. Satanic powers glorified. While you may have participated in all the fun, be assured Halloween is serious business for Satanists and witches. Those who oppose Christ are known to organize on Halloween to observe satanic rituals, to cast spells, to oppose churches and families, to perform sacrilegious acts, and even to offer blood sacrifices to Satan. As evil prevails, Americans have embraced an evil day of Satan with the pranks of would-be hoodlums combined with demon faces on pumpkins, clothing of death being worn, and calling it fun. When Christians participate in Halloween, it sends a message to children that witchcraft, demonism, Satanism, and the occult are something fun, entertaining, and harmless. Eric? With the uh, advent of social media and uh, Disney, hundreds of thousands of children, millions around the world, are being introduced to Satanism and all the symbology that goes with it. And so we are in a fight for the nations and the souls of men and women, boys and girls, and for the nations. And if you look at Revelation, it talks about, you know, these frogs coming out of the mouth of the beast, the false prophet, and the Antichrist that is uh, coming with signs and wonders that will deceive many and lead many to hell. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been watching, listening to the warning program. Halloween is what we're talking about. I'll tell you what. Don't let your child put on demonic faces. Don't let him celebrate Halloween. It's Satan's number one holiday. I'll tell you what, if you've listened to this program and you just don't care, you are spiritually dead. I'm sorry, you're just dead. There's no discernment within you. You don't take anything serious. Um, you don't understand evil spirits or demons. You probably ignore it. Um, I'll tell you what, God help you and your family. Because evil is being poured out on America. Demons, the Bible warns about, is going to run rampant in the last days, coming out of the pit of hell itself. And we're in for a lot of death. Two billion people dying. And uh, the church is the only one that can stop the insanity. And when the church is so naive itself and so lukewarm, so backslidden, and instead of fighting it, they're celebrating evil holidays. God help us. 360-629-5248 is my phone number. 360-629-5248. Worldministries.org. Worldministries.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations. Worldministries.org. So we can have a great revival. Go into the stadiums. Have Pentecost come down once again. Worldministries.org. And give me, please, your very best offering. We need to get this all over on national television. Seven days a week, I'm on television and radio, but we need to move it to a national level. Truth takes away deception. Prayer brings conviction. In the studio again with me was Eric Hurd out of Florida, Sons of Issachar. Thank you, Eric. God bless you, Dr. Hanson. Thank you for having me. God bless you all. Bye-bye.